Hi, and welcome to the Circle of Film Podcast. I'm Ryan, and join me as we step into Dora and the Lost City of Gold in today's review episode. I can show you the world. Just take a look through my eyes. Dora the Explorer. I did not grow up on this show. I didn't watch it as a kid. It wasn't a thing to me. Uh, I mostly knew about it through just, I don't know, kind of like memes and uh, just peripheral knowledge. Uh, I, you know, young Latina girl who has a talking backpack, talking map, talking objects. And goes on an adventure of sorts, uh, pretty much in every episode. It was, I don't know, kind of like the next coming of Blue's Clues, it felt like. uh, Which I did sort of watch as a kid, but also not really. So, you know, I don't have any particular connection to Dora. I don't have any particular nostalgia for Dora. But when the movie was announced, and I, I learned that it would be live action... And then especially once Isabella Monaire was cast as Dora, you know, that had promise. Uh, It showed that the movie wasn't going to be aimed at two-year-olds. And that's always a good thing, because I am not two years old. So it was, you know, I wasn't looking forward to it, but it wasn't going to be, or, or at least I was hoping it wasn't going to be, you know, some minion's monstrosity to put it that way uh the other thing that i was it was kind of a big deal to me the only thing that i really cared about in in the dora universe is swiper i like swiper um swiper no swiping is fun to say and uh kind of the biggest for me at least the biggest draw from the actual show uh you know it it was probably the most significant thing to kind of carry outside of the show and into my own pop culture world so i was really looking forward to there being um swiper in the show or in the movie but knowing that swiper is a talking fox uh you know that wears a mask there are a lot of problems with a dora movie because it's Definitely not based in the real world in the show. You know, you have objects and animals that can talk. And they can communicate with humans, or at least Dora. So I wasn't sure how they're going to reconcile that in a live-action movie. Uh, Would it be something a little more... You know, would it be completely Detective Pikachu, where everyone just kind of accepts that these creatures have their own lives and personalities and and detective pikachu himself talks or would it be more like uh i don't know the lion king where they were going for more realistic uh, approach to these animals to these things so i was really that was the biggest question for me how they were going to tackle the fantastical elements of the tv show and, and put that into a live action movie and even when I got to the theater last night, I was still really apprehensive. Uh, the first scenes, 
are ignoring the opening. If the first scenes with Isabella Monaire as Dora were really scary because it's very much based on the show. Uh, it's her talking to the camera, uh, recording her. She's recording herself as she's in the jungle and talking as if she was the actual character, you know. Something, something, something. Can you say something, something? Good. And that's really worried me that that, that the movie was actually going to play younger than I was hoping. I mean, it's rated PG, so it can't play that young. And from that point on, the movie took me on one of the craziest cinematic journeys I've ever been on. And... You know, we've there have been some some bizarre movies released in the last couple of years. Uh, looking earlier this year, you've got something like Serenity, which was just a complete and total, you know, mind-boggling experience. And I would honestly put Dora on the same level as something like Serenity from a what just happened perspective. Uh, so how, what do I mean by that? I, I guess I mean Dora and the Lost City of Gold really didn't feel like it knew what it was doing. It, it really didn't think feel like it knew what tone it wanted to set, what audience it wanted to play to, uh, whether it was childish, whether it was preteen, whether it was <clears throat> young adult, whether it was funny or silly or Tomb Raider, or, you know, it, it had so many different elements working against each other uh, to almost a point of, of great, great detriment. Uh, there's a fully animated sequence in this movie. The Swiper is in this movie. He does talk like a person, and it's just a thing that happens. Uh, Dora is, you know, as as athletically skilled <clears throat> as Tomb Raider is in her she as was in her movie. The movie for a moment, you know, turns into uh, a video game in a sense with puzzles and whatnot. Uh, it was just all over the place. It was really bizarre, and I really enjoyed it. I really liked that. I think there are a lot of really funny moments. Dora sings a lot in this movie, and I, I found it very charming. I thought Isabel Monaire does a really good job, like make con being convincing in that role and being convincing that, yeah, this is a girl that sings about, you know, digging a hole for your poop, uh, which is a thing that happens. Uh, she. The, there's just the, the the dynamic between her and Diego I I thought was really solid I liked the Diego character who was played by Jeffrey Wahlberg oh boy let me make sure I get some of these names right uh yeah Jeffrey Wahlberg you have boots in the movie boots doesn't talk really um so, you know, Benice, but he's he's there, and, and Boots was maybe the worst part of the movie for me. The visual effects on Boots are terrible. They are so bad. 
uh, half the time he looks 2D because the animation does not flesh him out. And even if he doesn't look 2D, he does not, you know, anytime he's interacting with Dora, you can just, it's very, very poorly written and, and not written, but but uh, created. Uh, so Jeffrey Wahlberg plays Diego. I thought he did a really good job of, you know, being this cousin of Dora's who has to kind of endure her arrival at his school and then what transpires after that. Uh, you've got, who else? The other kids. Uh, Madeline Madden, who plays Sammy in the film. I liked her. I think she, uh, the kids, the, the four main kids, Dora and, and Diego included, Sammy and uh, Nicholas Coombe, who plays Randy, are pretty flat characters for the most part. They have a little bit of um, change. I think uh, Randy is, is very, very flat, uh, and, and Sammy has a little bit of a, an arc to her story. But I don't know. I, I really liked the dynamic between these kids. I thought they had a good, you know, chemistry set up, and uh, it worked for me. You know, it, it wasn't Jumanji. It wasn't, it didn't go that, I don't know, it wasn't that um, exciting uh, for me, but it definitely, definitely worked more than it didn't. The film is pretty funny. It, it, it sometimes it's forced and, and that doesn't work, but other times it just kind of falls into a nice pace and a nice tone and... It, you know, it, it it's successful. There's a line exchange uh, where one character tells Dora that there's nothing more dangerous than a wounded animal. And she immediately responds with, there are lots of things more dangerous than a wounded animal. And a healthy one, for starters. And I, I don't know, it's just like, uh, Isabella, Isabella Monaire's line delivery as Dora is really, is really on point. Um, she really seems to get this character. And uh, that... That is the biggest hurdle I think the film faced is real Dora, Dora from the TV show, as far as I'm aware, is a very tough, like she's, I don't know how old she's supposed to be in the TV show, like six or seven-ish, eight, but, you know, the the level of, of condescension that I would have expected to feel from an eight-year-old Dora who is a know-it-all and, and, sings and is like can you say this it, it's it would have been kind of page patronizing but you know 14 15 year old dora or however old 16 i don't know how old she's supposed to be um you know walking that balance between dora knows pretty much everything that they need her to know in this movie and how do you make a character like that at the age that she is without it being without coming across as, as snooty or uh, more like, in, in in a lot of cases, Sammy, who is also a know-it-all in the film. Um, and I think Isabel Monero does a really great job of, of humanizing Dora, making her feel more relaxed, more at home, more herself, more uh, just entertaining, more more fun. And so I really like that. Her parents, played by Eva Longoria, Michael Pena, are fine. They're not in a ton of the movie. Uh, they kind of bookended a little bit. 
and that's fine. I, I think they're okay enough. Uh, a lot of the humor involving the parents does not work. Uh, that's really bad. Michael Pena has a scene that's really pretty awful right before Dora leaves the jungle to go live in the city. And yeah, that was not good. Uh, and then there's a moment with them at the end of the film that was awful and and really bad. Uh, you also have Eugenio Dorbez, uh, who joins the kids uh, on their adventure. And he was fine. I'm not a huge fan of Eugenio Dorbez. I think he's okay at best. And he's okay in this. So I guess he's at his best. Um, they don't ask a ton of him. He's kind of just playing his humorous role for the most part um at time you know he does have a little bit of a a sh shift throughout the film but for the most part he's um you know he's just along for the ride as it were that's just it uh benicio del toro voices swiper and uh, I don't know. I love Swiper in this. I, I, you know, his animation wasn't that great, and he doesn't get a lot to do. But it was Swiper, and I was into that, so I liked it. I thought Swiper was fine. Uh, da, 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 da. That's pretty much it from the casting perspective. Um, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. The the story is is pretty much Dora growing up in the jungle with her parents. Uh, the first shot, the first few scenes are her with Diego when they were very little and mentioning that they would um, always be, be good friends. And 10 years pass and they grow up and Diego hasn't returned. He still lives in the city. Dora still lives in the jungle. Her parents are going off on an expedition and Dora cannot go. So she lives, she goes to the city to live with Diego tries to get acclimated to city life and ultimately ends up having to track down her parents. That's that's kind of what the movie is. And I, I don't know. It, it's not breaking anything. It's not setting new ground. It's, it's not uh, doing anything unique in that sense. But it just it just kind of is it's a perfectly serviceable film i liked it i had fun there's an end credits uh song and dance number that i thought was a ton of fun i thought it was a lot of fun to to watch and and isbel moner sings and you get all the characters in, involved and i don't know it just it just works i don't know if there'll be a sequel i don't know if this is going to make enough money for that to happen but uh, I would watch more of them, definitely, uh, as long as Ismael Moner's young enough to continue playing the role, I think she can, um, let's see, I made some other notes, I don't know if there's anything else I can touch on here, let's see, touched on animal... Uh, someone in the movie questions why Swiper wears a mask, uh, which is not something I'd ever really thought of. You know, he's a fox, and he walks on two legs, and he talks, and he also wears a mask. So, 
but like how many foxes are you going to mistake your thief for? I don't know. It works better in the movie. I think it works good in the movie. Uh, Dora. I mentioned that Dora kind of does. a. She's very Tomb Raider in that there's multiple moments in the movie where she's just completely going. I don't know. She She's swinging from vines and she's jumping ridiculous lengths and she's spinning around and cartwheeling and, and circling oh and, and, and you know leaping over things and, and all this stuff that I don't know it, it it didn't exactly pull me out of the movie but it did feel out of place like Dora isn't Tomb Raider you know she's generally she's usually she's a much younger child who just kind of uses her intellect and I get that that's not as cinematic as uh, you might want it to be so they changed it and you know I didn't didn't work against the movie but I don't think it does anything for it I think the better parts of the movie are when she's not you know leaping across a chasm uh, of, of spiky sticks or something to that effect uh, the best parts are when she's you know, using her mind and being herself and engaging with her friends and engaging with uh, the adults around her and, and both the good ones and the bad ones. So, all in all, uh, I I like this a lot more than I thought I would. I, uh, it's not a good movie, necessarily. Uh, there's plenty of problems with it. The visual effects are one. A lot of the forced humor is bad. Uh, the parents are particularly awful. Some of the characters, particularly Randy, are not very fleshed out. And the story is pretty basic, um, all things considered. But I had a good time. I can't deny I had a good time. I look forward to having the, the end credits sequence, or at least the song, maybe, on YouTube and being able to like listen to that more. As far as Circle of Film Awards go, this isn't going to show up in any of them. Uh, the closest thing to a, a nomination is probably the song for best original song, and it just doesn't. It's it's fun, it's enjoyable, but it's nothing special other than that. Uh, so, you know, it's 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 Dora. What do you what do you expect? It's Dora. Uh, so that's kind of it. Uh, you know, no spoilers here. Uh, there's one element that I made a note of that I didn't bring up because it kind of is a spoiler. And, um, yeah, that's it. Dora and the Lost City of Gold is fine, is absolutely fine. I gave it a, a 53, so I, I think it's totally okay, totally enjoyable, and... Worth a, worth a check out. I, I don't know. If you have kids, it's worth seeing, I think. I think you'd enjoy it with your kids. But but then again, like I'm 27 and I went by myself and I enjoyed it too. So who knows? Uh, that's it though. Thank you for listening to today's episode, Dora and the Lost City of Gold. If you'd like to find more episodes, you can head over to circleoffilm.com, iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you, you know, want, wherever you find most podcasts. If you would like to right into the show get in touch with me in any way you can tweet at uh, find me on twitter at circle of film letterboxd at circle of film email circle of film at gmail.com if you could uh, 
you want to support the show, like it, rate it, review it, subscribe to it, uh, or become a patron at patreon.com slash circle of film. Uh, for as little as eight cents an episode, you can get early access to all episodes. Uh, and there's many other things that you can get. Thank you for listening. And as always, have a week. So long, farewell, I'll be the same goodnight. I know she'll never. Even as she fades from view So long, farewell, I'll be to say adieu Nothing's really left or lost without a trace Nothing's gone forever, only out of place So long, farewell, oh what I'll be to say Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute So long